0: Crash
1: talk. I'm here with the main man,
0: Pete Hawley. Mate, what another great weekend and a couple of interesting topics to cover
1: over. Interesting a word for it. You yep. know, usually I wear the white shirt, but today I've gone in the black shirt because it's somewhat of a funeral with the oh, topics no. that we are going in because oh. I like to, you know me, I remain positive at most times.
0: Unless it's about LaMelo, yeah. Uh,
1: no, no, no. I am positive on LaMelo. I just hold into a high standard. We're not getting into that again. <laughs> but no, no, no. There's a couple of topics this week and some things that have gone on in the NBL that I don't necessarily agree with. But we'll start on a bit of a somber note. Casey Prather out, who a good friend of both of ours and an unbelievable player in this league out four to six weeks with a hamstring injury.
0: It was devastating. Uh, and watching it, you saw him grab for it straight away. And the hardest part watching it was there was a stoppage in play for a video review. They're rare in the NBL. We don't see them often. Um, Replay and, all the, and all the players were around Dean Vickerman having a chat and Casey was knelt down with his head in his hands and he didn't want anybody to know. I think he knew. And he tried to play through after a little bit and had to call for a sub, which is really sad. And... Um, he's had a tough run, just a real bad luck story, and we wish him all the best, and I know you, you've got something to say on this.
1: Yeah, well, I've got something to say because I feel bad for Casey in this. And I know you're on the inner sanctum of Melbourne United. We see you on the media preview, so you might not be able to. You might be able to touch on this. Do you think that this hamstring injury, because I'm no doctor, but when you're rushed back from a knee injury like it seems that Casey was, the first thing to go is the hamstring. Which knee injury? Because he,
0: he, he, he was away for he's 12 had two, months. Yeah, he's had
1: 12 months with knee injuries. Right. And when he was just recently injured, when he had to have the, I believe it was, minor surgery?
0: Right. On the
1: Andy Getting rushed back, back from that because there was a lot of pressure to get Casey back in the lineup. And he came back in when the team was losing and now, bang, hamstring well, pops. Well, I'm, I'm not sure I wasn't around
0: enough to know what's going on there. But I think it is just a bad run. And when you haven't played for so long and you're coming back into, this league is tough. Do and- you think there's any inkling that he was rushed back too early? No, they take they, they do their due diligence it's probably he might have tried to get back because he was eager to get back mm. having missed so much but I would find it very hard they're so talented as it is but you just don't know I don't know if you if you might know more it seems like you want to pretend like you know
1: no him. I reckon he was rushed back I just I just reckon it's a very you know operation style of, uh, of a thing to do okay because thought- you've got one of your best players who is the difference at the moment in my opinion between winning and losing and games being closed for Melbourne if they have Casey Prather healthy in that team They are probably on par with Sydney talent-wise. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And that's what you've got to think about
0: going forward. A lot of talk about, do they replace him? What do they do? If you take Sydney Kings out of the league this year, you can probably say, don't worry about replacing him and the rest of the guys will step up. They're still extremely talented roster. But it's how to get past that Sydney Kings roster, which thinks, well,
1: we might need one more player. Well, even with Casey in there, well, for a bit of the game, still got absolutely smacked. So there's a lot of work outside of Casey Prather to do there, but... I thought you were going to go down the line that you have
0: before in the last couple of weeks saying that they should never have signed him to a two-year deal, which I was really. No, I, I think a
1: two-year deal is risky. And and because you've done that, now you have to shut him down for the rest of the year. You cannot risk him again because he is too valuable to that team where you need to shut him down for the rest of the year. Dylan Stith that's been in there has been playing well. I'm not saying go out and do a Carrick Felix like they did in 2018 because I don't think the finance is there to be able to do that with the amount of money you have to pay Casey Prather. I I will
0: hope that they can kind of have that chat with Casey. and give. He's a smart man and I think having spoke to him after it all happened, he's probably on the side where as much as he'd love to come back and just play finals, he knows that that would be a bit of a hard to get back into the team. Yeah, but see,
1: I hate that as a, as a concept. If you're going to be out at this point in the season then no, you, you don't want to be bringing a guy who's such an integral part of the team back just for the finals. No, that's my point.
0: That's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I agree with that, and it's, it's a really tough conversation to have to have with him, but I think Casey is a man who will be able to understand, and it all depends on how his recovery goes over the next four to six weeks, but it's a hamstring injury. Four, that four to six could easily be six to eight, and then you're looking at finals when he might not even qualify, if that's the case. No. So that could change everything. I,
1: I, I think Melbourne United, roll with, shut him down for the year, roll with Dylan Styth. You don't need to bring in go crisis mode. They've got enough talent on the Roster right now, keep Dylan Stith, Stith however the hell you pronounce it, keep him in the roster and roll through it. Well,
0: if they do shut him down, I have a feeling we'll see someone else. I would, I would assume that. You have a because feeling of, or you know? No, I don't know, but I'm assuming. But you, as you said, they need to get to the Kings level. The Kings just brought
1: in Xavier. They can get to the Kings Xavier level. Cooks. You know what it is? It's good coaching and development. You can get to the Kings level. Xavier Cooks would have been a great pickup. Like that would have been a great pickup. <laughs> <Yeah>. Xavier <laughs> Cooks <laughs> was still available, but yeah. it looked like he wanted to remain back home after being away so long. W- Wollongong, Sydney, same thing. Well, no, but yeah. Well, it's an hour drive down the road in terms of he was deciding between the Kings or Wollongong. Yeah. Illawarra we'll roll with on that one yeah. as well. It's just <laughs> not roll have... back to 20... Good what times. That? Good, Good times. times. Good times. But anyway, one that has really pissed me off. Oh, Dan Shamir signs a two-year extension. Now, on my notepad, I have written, what the fuck? And uh,
0: to be honest, I don't like... It's very warranted. They just lost... And I
1: believe he. Already they just lost. They've just been losing. Lose, right. He was the head. He was the director of basketball. Whatever you want to call this man, he's the one that was had coached Glenn Rice before. Gave the go ahead to bring this head case issue into the team. Geez, you are wearing a black shirt. Oh, I, I think that is the worst decision that the Breakers could have made to give the, What has he done to warrant an extension?
0: That's no. My biggest issue. I'm here. I'm with you on this. I just don't curse as much as you. But I'm with you on this. That. <laughs> He already has another year on his deal. So for them to redo it
1: now, to give him another two on top of that... As the director of basketball, is he entirely in control of giving himself an extension? No. Is what, that what's happened
0: it, here? He would have done 10 years then, surely. It would t- something's, is it 10
1: years? Something's gone on. It's, I don't understand. It's literally almost... It and gives, his puppet that sits next to him and just yells at everything and anything that moves also added in on that extension. It so it I have hope, no idea what is going
0: on. It gives hope to anybody in the workplace who's doing a real shit job. With my
1: productivity here... I should be signing a ten-year extension if Dan Shamir can sign an extension at the New Zealand Breakers. I reckon just, we've both done equally as poor at a job. It just doesn't
0: make sense, right? Because as we, the perfect example is they were looking at Trev Gleeson stepping aside last year. Yeah. And then the only thing that changed was winning a championship. Now they just lost on a buzzer beater to Adelaide. Who it's not. It's not like they lost to Sydney. They lost to Adelaide in the middle of the pack right now, and he's gone and congratulated him on the Monday. And I've done a, couple, a
1: bit of digging on this incident Ooh. as well. I did a bit of digging Ooh. here with a couple of the uh, people close to Dan Shamir, also known as Breakers players, who all want out. They don't like Dan Shamir. Dan Shamir is not popular amongst the playing group. So right now, if you lay this thing out, you are not popular amongst the playing group, you are losing games, you signed a criminal liability... And gave him multiple chances. We did say we weren't going to touch on Glenn Rice. Yeah, but now Dan Shamir has just thrown this one back in the <laughs> fire. Pit. And I'm a staunch defender of Matt Walsh as an owner because I love the passion that he has this for this is team. But I do not know who, whether he or who made this. They, they recruited the towel boy to become the GM. So I'm not sure whether <sighs> if there's some going in there. This
0: is a message from Matt Walsh, I believe. He's sending a message. This is a message. <laughs> well, what would Saying, that message be? I, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm doing what I want, and this is how it's going down. Well, you know what? Dude? But Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. But this, and I, as I said, those spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. The disappointing thing is what New Zealand built over the last ten years
1: is now a sandcastle. You can. It's been kicked down it with one literally. Kick, literally and it's the, just been the washed away. Poor sandcastle you could ever see. And this, this is one of the what worst decisions I've seen made this year to give Dan Shamir an, an extension. And the guy next to him. I can't even get his name no, right I like now. Him. I don't know his name either. He's funny. He just gets up and funny. screams. Yeah, yeah, I admit, again, if, I, if I'm saying I like Matt Walsh's passion, then I don't mind that no, as well. No, like but him. He's- it's just annoying to see. No, he's a character. Well, anyway, another one that <laughs> was interesting this week. We spoke earlier. Hobson. And Preston made their debut for Illawarra and, my God, two for 22, the only bucket that Hobson scored was an air ball (laughs) of Billy Preston's own shot. If there was anything that could sub up that game and that night for Illawarra, it was that fact. I don't mind Hobson.
0: He did some other things. He got a few boards, nice assists. I liked some of the shots he took. I think both these guys came in thinking like, oh, this Lamello's done really well. Preston and Lamello Ball are really good mates. They're boys. That's so there's a, no there's guessing reason why, why this dude here. that
1: looks like he is in no way capable of playing in the NBL is in the well, NBL. Well, he's
0: played for a lot of teams and there's a lot going on. Another one of those stories. But my interesting take is um, I don't mind Hobson. I think he'll he'll find his feet. It's hard to come into a new league, to a new team. But a few things went on apparently in training in the week.
1: That Do you want me to give you the, the quote person? of what was, what was said? So I was going to bring a up direct for for quote a again from the Illawarra Playing Group, a direct quote from Preston. In, if anybody noticed as well that he did have a lot of trouble getting the offense down in the game, it looked like There's that no having a bit of trouble with the structure. The direct quote: "I'm not a robot. Just let me play basketball." And he well, did I tell you what, <laughs> Billy? <laughs> well, they did, and it wasn't pretty. But my thing was,
0: again, this guy. You look at some of these highlights. He, he looks talented. He looks like he can play. Wait, are we, which, are we talking about who? Are we talking about him? I'm talking about Preston. But this is the talented. One. He went. He was all of eight to start with, and the stuff he was shooting. It was He did eight of the exact same move, a one dribble crossover into a hezzy pull up, and none of them were close. Granted, find your feet, new country, find maybe. Find your jet feet, lag. find a new jump shot. That's my. But I'm saying, at what point during a game when you're struggling, all of eight, do you decide mm, I'm going to get to the rack? I'm going to try and get fouled. And he just kept settling for it. So I want to hope that he proves us wrong in the next month. I hope that they prove us wrong. Well, I do that he that <laughs> becomes consistent because only one person I know keeps launching them after going oh five. And That's you. Oh, yeah, six. I went. I was snuck, six, but you know what snuck I did? it in there.
1: I left the league immediately, and I <laughs> yeah. knew my place. This is they. We spoke last week about saying that these could potentially Darrington Hobson and Billy Preston be fake names. No, you you spoke about that. Ilwarra will be hoping they were fake names right now because that was a disgusting performance from both imports. And usually imports bring their best in game one. There, not only that, but it was demeanor wise as well. There
0: was a couple of plays where Hobson looked like he gave up. Defensively and was almost like, I'm not doing a rotation, I don't really care. Was that pr- stuff has to change. And it was, I know what you're going to say, down 16 or 14 on the bench during the end, and they were going down the bench with a video camera. Everybody was upset. Obviously, you're getting spanked on your home floor. Someone just tries to throw up a little, just throws up a little deuce, deuce or whatever the hell that
1: thing was up to the camera <laughs> look, on I'm the not,
0: big screen. Love the game, but there's a. That's just per, there's something going on
1: there. That's and terrible. And you know who I feel well, bad for? Robot. I'll tell you, yeah, i tell you who I feel bad for in this situation because the NBL pressured Illawarra to sign imports. They wanted to roll through, just as I've been saying previously. You look at how well Glover's playing. Sunday, Detch these guys. They wanted really to roll well. through and develop Emmett these guys Nars back. And Nars back, sixteen points. But the hard thing there is the NBL has to protect itself. When you've got so many eyes watching these LaMelo games, you can't have them losing by 30. And when you're on that development train, you may very well lose by 30. Now, unfortunately, it's backfire. they might lose by 40 if these guys put up a performance like that again. I checked the Illawarra socials because I used to after all the LaMelo games and they're hilarious. I thought there's no way a
0: few people will be watching.
1: Oh, they're still watching. Oh, they're still watching, yeah. This they is why I can somewhat watching. defend the NBL's decision to have, make, them, make them get imports in. But <laughs> please, can we vet that next time? and <laughs> Make sure we get imports Let's just say the last <laughs> note we want here. Please prove us wrong. Like I, I like Hobson. I think he's going to be a terrific player. I think you're heavily out of shape at the moment, though. And that's what happens when you're sitting around. And Chris Anstey put it best. Usually, and I understand Casper Ware and Bryce Cotton came to this league yes. in December, but usually if you find a player in December, there's a reason they don't have a job in December. And I think we've seen that here.
0: Yeah, it's a good tweet. And then you can preface that with saying that Casper Ware was found in December, Bryce Cotton, Josh yeah. Byrne. Yeah,
1: I probably shouldn't have mentioned those before
0: I preface yeah. the tweet. But
1: anyway, it's time for our man Ware, though to cut loose. So what's he going to do? Who's he going to posterise this week?
2: G'day, guys, and what an exciting round 11 it was. Jerome Randall with not one but two go-ahead game winners. And how about John Robertson and the Phoenix and what they were able to do and pull off a miracle against the Cairns Taipans. And with everything that's going right in the league right now, let's talk about the elephant in the room. It's the standard of refereeing in the NBL. Now, if you guys are on social media, which I know you both are, All you had to do was look at the landscape of the social media world to see that the NBL fans and the universe is not happy with the standard of refereeing. Scotty Butler, who in his own right was one of the best referees the NBL ever had, inherited this referee roster that saw a lot of these old guys quit or be moved on or retired, and a whole bunch of new referees come in all at one time. Now, he's been at the helm for a while now, and... They have made some changes. They have the two full-time referees, one we all know that I don't like him, Michael Allen because of his ego and his arrogance, and Replay Vaughan. Now, by their own standards, I don't think they would be happy with their season because I don't think they've had good years as referees. But then we have the pool of the rest, and we have to have a little bit of leeway of them being able to make mistakes. But because there's such a small pool of referees, you don't suffer any consequences for having a horrendous game. There was a couple of people on the weekend that probably should be stood down this week and probably in the next week for their uh, the way that they ref during the weekend. But that won't happen because there's not enough people to do so. Funding and resources should be poured into the NBL referees to lift the standard because not only has the standard of play in the NBL risen to a whole new level, The professionalism from the outside uh, perspective has risen as well. And the only thing holding us back right now is the referee. Players should be able to decide the games and not referees. And unfortunately, we've seen multiple times this year that that's happened. So for me, the referee standard has to be lifted. And the only reason that can happen is if the funding and the resources go into the referees to allow that to happen. Until that happens, we'll be seeing a lot more complaining on social media and maybe even from me too.
1: Well, who would have thought that Wertho would be going hard at the <laughs> officials, specifically the man who is actually right behind your head there, sitting upside down, Michael Allen. <laughs> I am shocked that Wertho went down that but one, And what's your opinion? Because there were, I believe it's three games with 50 fouls and one with 49, which is far too many. The Sydney versus Melbourne game was ruined. Again, for lack of a better term. Again. again, with Bogut playing, I think it was nine minutes yep. and Sean Long playing 13. And I understand, yeah, some of them were fouls. Two of them were shockers. Those guys still should have been on the floor, especially one of them on Bogut, which was just out of nowhere to foul him out. Dean
0: Vickerman said this the best in the press conference. He doesn't understand the referee's um, umpire or the big men the right way. They're not guards. You don't do the... Let them be physical. We have... this probably... Two guys in the league you want to see right now with everything that's been hyped up. You want to see those two go at it. Well, that's why the place is filled out and it was a sellout. And you don't want these ticky-tack little fouls. And a lot of them, granted, may be fouls. But if they have nothing to do with the possession or impact on the possession, there's got to be a little common sense factor to let that one go. Because otherwise, you're going to have them sitting down. At this rate, you put out the stat of how many fouls there were over the games. There's half a season left. We may get to a stage where we have an end of close game with development players versus development players.
1: Yeah, I would have loved that back when I was playing.
0: Well, but, okay, here, I'm, I'm
1: going to take a bit of a different slant on this one. And, and for the first time in my life, I'm actually going to defend the officials here because these guys aren't full-time as well. We've got to remember that. But if we go ahead now and they do exactly... So the NBL fans and so are we are extremely harsh on the officials and for good reason. It's been pretty poor. But at least it's been consistently poor. All we ask <laughs> is consistency with the officials, and it's been consistently poor. But if we now create, if we now switch it to where we say, "Don't call these ticky tack fouls," do you know how many technicals are going to be dished out from dudes complaining that they're not getting that call? So it needs to be a, a start of the year thing. It's very hard to just change the way you officiate so drastically. We want it like the NBA, where it's free-flowing. You know, don't call that travel here and there. Don't call that foul here and there. Just make sure it goes up and back.
0: I think it's that is it's a tough one, you're right. And to be honest, as you said, referees are in a lose-lose situation. Oh, they lose. They ref a great game. No one says anything. You lose every single time. And that's just how it is. And it's unfortunate. But no matter what happens, you're right. Now it's hard. If you try and switch things now, someone's going to criticize you. Yeah. But I think going in as a referee, when you sign up to get that whistle, you've got to know that nobody... I mean, no one's wearing your jersey. Like, no one's going to be praising your efforts ever. That's just the world it is. But... You're right, they're not full time and it's hard. It would be extremely
1: hard and to have to deal with it, have the re- reviews after every game, try and change it. But understand the superstar mentality. And I know it's a bad it's a bit of an unspoken thing, but at the end of the day, we want the best players on the floor. No, we do. And that's Don't what the be given Bogut come... versus Long, the biggest matchup of the game. It's been hyped up all week. Just let them go. If they're failing each other, just let them go.
0: Unless I I'm with you on that because unless someone clotheslines someone or really just knocks him to the
1: ground. Okay, tough guy.
0: But that's what I'm, I'm trying to say is the same as yeah. you. Yeah, but it's, and it's an extremely tough one. Um, it's going to be a touchy one. And you're right. This is what could be
1: said after every the, round. There's been the most publicity for it after this round as there has been of any because round. Because of Bogut V. Long. Because of the Bogut V. Long. Right. So now t- I'll tell you what's going to happen next round. We're going to be sitting in these chairs again on Tuesday yeah. saying... Billion any fouls. What was that? Like, How can yeah. you not call that? And That's just the world that's that officials live yeah. in and it, it's Merry probably Christmas, never going to change. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Michael Allen and Scott Butler, who I, I think the calls for Scott Butler's job, saying there needs to be a nah, change there, is, is, is a bit ridiculous yeah, in my opinion. Bit, the, yeah. the, the refs are set out with a certain style of play that yep. they're told to officiate by and that may not just be Scott Butler. The is involved in that as well and how they do that. So I think there just There's needs, a lot more. there yeah. needs to be an adjustment there, not in Scott Butler's position, but just, hey... Let's review this and start saying, okay, we're going to let these go a bit. We're going to let this go. We're going to tighten up here. But you're That's right. What There's no
0: happen. real point in this season. There's no fever window so far no. to have a real look at what's going on it's and tough. try and change. So right now, you want consistency.
1: Well, let's switch up to out of play or inbounds. I think I just totally butchered the pronunciation in- of that one. In play yeah. or <laughs> out of bounds, we can roll with it as well. But Casper Ware, now I'm getting sick of this. Casper Ware staring down the United bench, still salty. He didn't get paid. You can't be acting like, oh no, I'm happy to go to Sydney, all this sort of stuff. Clearly, he's not happy to go to Sydney. If he's staring down the bench like that, and making a scene of it every single time he comes to Melbourne, and he steps. And credit to him, he steps up to play. But are we really like Melbourne didn't want to pay him? They 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 saved money on that and managed to get Casey Prather and Melo Trimble, who I reckon's just as good as Casper, and just got unlucky with the Prather injuries. I
0: think you're looking at this the whole wrong way. Oh no. No, I think because you I don't think it's as much money orientated as you think. I think he goes into the Melbourne Arena twice, booed heavily by all the fans, few chirping back and forth, and this man this is what he he's does. He's booed
1: heavily because of the see that he said it on Instagram before. This, yeah. Oh, they didn't want me. All this sort of stuff. But,
0: that, but this is what he does. He does this. Stuff. This is where he was built up. He plays in the Drew League. He does all this. He loves chirping in training. You remember back in the day, this man would love it if someone says one thing to him,
1: he could be just asleep in training. He'll just ch- turn it on. We needs to work out a way to fire himself up against other teams as well because he's noticeably be better. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, against Melbourne, he's right. lit him up
0: every single time, and I'm not surprised. And that's what. In any league, in any sport, when a guy who has had so much success with one team leaves to another, you know it's going to be hostile when he comes back. And it's fun viewing, man. It is. If, cause it's not it's fun when it's a closer game. But it's, well, obviously. <laughs> but it's not going
1: one way. There's a few back and forth there. So there is back and forth because I don't see anything from the sidelines going back and forth. All I see is Casper is on Instagram and all this stuff making a scene out of it at this point in the year. There was, in
0: his halftime interview when uh, he was interviewed by Seb Costello and he was like, do you hear all the booze and stuff? He goes, man, I love this. This is what I live for. I love raising th-. So if you go out, if the plays in Melbourne Arena in the finals or whatever, you cheer Casper
1: and may have a donut. Well, there we go. <laughs> Melbourne United fans, cheer Casper where and then maybe he won't just go off and absolutely... Obliterate, but but in terms of the finances on that situation, do you think that Casper Ware is worth significantly more than Mellow Trimble? Until you have figures, I don't even know what we're talking about here. And it's a substantial. I believe I, Mello, he was paid, Mello and you Trimble, know this as well. Mello, a substantial more, and I'm not. I'm not a fan of advocating spreading out how much people are paid versus other no, people. I, but Casper Ware is getting paid a significant amount more at Sydney than Mellow Trimble is at Melbourne. I love Mellow Trimble, so I think he's
0: one of the greatest point guards in this league right now. But they're both really good point guards and compliment the league. So good luck to whoever got him, and well done for Melbourne to getting mellow. Well done Sydney to get Casper. Melbourne made the right
1: financial decision. End of story. All right, the next topic. are just, te- just protecting Melbourne over
0: there. How? I'm. I don't have a wallet, mate. I'm, I was on minimum <laughs> for two years. What do you want from me? Casper,
1: oh, can you give me some money from the last two years? We'll jump into the Looney Tunes jerseys. What do you think of them? I don't mind them. I love them. I love them. I reckon it's great. And for all the forty-year-old dudes out there, they're like, "Oh, why are they, why have they got Looney Tunes jersey? You give it up. It ain't for you." I was it's for expec- the kids. I was expecting
0: some like a lot more negativity on social media because Oh, there can, has been. Yeah, but keyboard warriors, they love they love going at the NBL for a lot yeah. of things. But for the first, I reckon it was in the first ten minutes they were posted. I saw thirty-five comments on Facebook. I was like, mm-hmm. "Here we go." And people were just like, Oh my god, my kids are gonna love this. I think it's a See, great See, that's because
1: you're on Facebook. Facebook's family friendly. You go on Twitter and they were getting hounded as soon as they brought right. it out.
0: But I had I spoke to Justin Kesselman um, last week and he was how excited he was to be able to bring this collaboration to the league. And they said this is just the start. Like each they're gonna try and do something like this, which is so unique. This is so First unique. First time
1: it's ever been done. A little cartoon jersey action.
0: Never then, been done anywhere else in the world. And on the flip side, you got the NBA with ads on their jerseys. So who's yeah. the real winner here? <laughs> but I think there's a couple really good ones. What's your favorite?
1: To be honest, I like the Illawarra one with the Road Runner. I, I love Road Runner, Runner. Like I, I absolutely love the look of that jersey, but it's just Road Runners are a little shit. If you actually watch the Looney Tunes, Road is a little shit. Well, no, I. If you keep the Roadrunner in there, I think it has
0: to be. I know it's like around Christmas, and those things will fly off. They the will fly, for kids. and
1: the, the shirts as well. So if you do want to jump on nblstore.com because there's some of the shirts are don't super you. cool. Yeah, no, you. They're awesome, but I think It's, it's, it's 2019. Bro, yeah. It's almost 2020. We don't add <laughs> the, the nec- AU. The next time we see
0: if it's whatever, I would like to see Roadrunner versus like Wiley Coyote, like those matchups. Yeah, there's no the, Wiley Coyote, is there? No, but I'd like to have like uh, Sydney versus Melbourne. Daffy vs Bugs Like stuff like that the Okay full like totally Yeah yeah yeah, yeah Really am get it, into yeah, yeah, yeah. it So then
1: it, the crowd can Have be Have players dress up In costume as well Oh, Like full Bugs Bunny costume and That sort of stuff go into Space Jam
0: And we can do it yeah, all Yeah
1: properly. yeah yeah you're, it, <laughs> you're an idiot You're an idiot Limitless but possibilities I like, And I like the Phoenix
0: one too Marvin the Martian That's pretty cool
1: Yeah no no, no they're, they're cool I would legitimately wear and, and as well If you've got kids You're going yeah. Christ, Christmas time This is perfect This do is you one of the best things do yeah, you I don't want Oh Okay Mr. MBL. Yeah 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 Hook me up Leave it with me Illawarra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll jump over to hot or cold right now. And this one's just kind of speaks for itself, but hot or cold, Sean Robeson, 21 points in six minutes. I think we can both agree that Friday this is hot. We- it's Friday weather. <laughs> it's boy, it's de- fourth degree burns. That was absurd. That was he single-handedly put the team on his back and Dane Pinot shout out for the steal that led to that game tying Yep. And the offensive rebound. So, yep. Dane I was just as much of a factor in that end of game, but the of, you've got to put the ball in the
0: basket. Three guys who helped Phoenix get the win. Dane, Gibson. John uh, John Robeson, Jared Kenny.
1: <laughs> oh, how bad was that? He was <laughs> oh, getting hounded oh, I know. on the sideline. Dane even mentioned that. Dave I mentioned I'm that. Sure. But Jared Kenny had the entire oh, courtside row sure. yelling in his ear, and the worst thing he could do in that situation is but turn it was was over. But insane by John Roberson.
2: That I, was the time, best single
1: performance. Yeah. Casper Ware put up 21 points in the, the fourth, fourth quarter, but it was a losing yeah. game. That was ridiculous. Clutch shot after clutch shot, 21 every time he kept six. Shooting,
0: I was just like, nah, there's no way. Oh, my God. Bang. And then just every time. We're shooting like 46%. From three. On averaging four makes a game. He's third in the league in three-point uh, three percentage. Didn't
1: Chris Anstey come out and say on the commentary that he's the best shooter in the world? Did he? Did yeah. <laughs> Which is a very, very bold. Big big because I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see Steph do some damage in this yeah. league. <laughs> Hold on, Kyle. The race for fourth is more interesting than the top three. It's real top-heavy at the moment. Perth, Melbourne, Sydney are going to fill out those top three positions. But Adelaide, South East Melbourne and the Taipans racing for that fourth spot is going to be the most interesting thing we've seen this year. Yeah, hot. Because I think Sydney
0: hot. will finish first. I think. Perth
1: Do you will... think that? No, see, the Perth Wildcats now have just single games for the rest of the year. The hardest stretch they've had is over. So I think that the Perth Wildcats still finish on top. So one of those two will finish top. Let's say yeah. that. That we can be rest
0: assured. Melbourne should finish third.
1: See how they go. Play Perth this week. That's a huge game. Big one. That'd be a huge momentum swing if they can get that win. Yep. That is a huge momentum swing and slowly starts to say, well, maybe they can do it without Casey. And I don't know what else, Yeah, but
0: we're talking about this and someone mentioned it to me. Uh, when Casey Prater was hurt two years ago in the championship run, it was kind of a collective team effort to think, hang on, let's do this for him
1: and like us. And it kind of throws all Did like you just say any... someone told you because you were on that team? No, but someone was
0: t- talking to me about...
1: Oh, okay. I thought you meant someone told you about that 2018. No. I was like, ah, oh, wouldn't you? Because I stepped up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. Like, yeah, but players will step up. I think they'll find that any, all the questions about, oh, they don't pass the ball enough, everything will start to slow down in that regard because they want to help do
1: this for their wounded warrior. Yeah. No, I, I feel like Casey Prader is one of the most important aspects of that team on and off the court. Agreed. Hot or cold, going back to Robeson, should sign, Should Southeast Melbourne sign Robeson to a long-term deal? He's 31. Or well, what's at the long-term moment? in York? We're not talking. ten years. No, I'm not, saying like a three four year deal.
0: Three years, three yeah. years is good enough. I don't think four is a bit a bit of a stretch. But come on, Simo Simon Mitchell. I know you listen to our podcast.
1: Get oh, he check, does. Get the checkbook if, out. if Simon Mitchell's listening to this podcast, then why the hell were you wearing those runners with the suit? Ooh. That was abysmal. That was some of the worst on-court fashion I've ever seen. Well, they were doing a lot of charity stuff over the weekend, so I hope it has nothing to do oh, with that. No, 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 <laughs> I tell you what, even if they weren't doing charity stuff, Simo's
0: going to throw Andy's me out of the bus and say that they Andy's were. He's a Seinfeld fan, but come on, get the and Tommy get Seinfeld that fan. He was dressed like done. George
1: Costanza on the get uh, that signature line. done. But but do you at thirty one three? So my thing, I, I want it to happen because I look at this as a new franchise. Roberson, and Mitch Creek as a duo become the face of that that franchise well, is great for the fans. Two uh, plus one, two plus one. Yeah, yeah, I'll roll with it. Throw Creek onto the same thing. Throw Creek onto a twelve if you can. <laughs> it's is a lifetime deal. Hot or cold, southeast Melbourne hit the jackpot by playing the New Year's Eve game in Cairns, home of Gilligan's nightclub. Wow, well, Backpacker
0: Central. First, your first New Year's game in the league.
1: And you're in Cairns. This is dangerous. We could have some Glenn Rice incidents come out of Why Southeast you Melbourne. Oh, that's not a bad comment. That's <laughs> not making fun of him. That's just saying he's he, um, they, there's yeah, a big to time, the Jackpot. Big time. Absolutely. That's huge. Have you been to Gilligan's? I have. Do you remember it? Yes. It's very fun. So I, 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 <laughs> I have no recollection of every time that I've been to Gilligan's. I've been there quite you a few no times. You have no recollection of any time you go is anyway. This, is true. this um, is true.
0: But no, I think it's, it's awesome because I've had two years in, we were in Melbourne for it, but we had yeah. training the next day.
1: Yeah, you don't want that. But you can't. You're in. You're on any road trip. I'm consider- I am considering myself going up for it. Simon. For the Gilligan's postgame. <laughs> yeah. I know you listen to the podcast. <laughs> Take the boys. <laughs> we'll do a live yeah. podcast on there. Jumping over to some NBA action now, Jokic. Now, he is averaging. This was brought to my attention because I've been proclaiming that he's been that disappointing this year. And he's not averaging wildly low numbers. Yeah. So he's not statistically. But this year, I, I was a proponent of him being a heavy MVP candidate This coming into this year. And stepping up. Because he's still young. But no. Does I've this been absolutely ha- let down.
0: Does this have anything to do with how he was and how many minutes played in the World Cup? Do you have, kind of have that in the back of your mind?
1: Well, I, I thought so. But I thought there was going to be a
0: little bit of a hangover. Not this long. Denver are tough. They've got a lot of talent around. Paul Millsaps. Yeah, just Yeah, they had a, t- had a lot of talent last but year. But I thought he, yeah, he was I, a different beast. I expected him to be really
1: good And, as well. and it, it does go with Scout as well. He kind of came out of nowhere last year, but I still thought that this was the year where Jokic was going to hold it down. Well,
0: a lot of people said he comes. they thought he came back in worse shape.
1: Yeah, which is pretty hard because he looked like a total dad bod last year. And he's, yeah. oh, man, he yeah, sh- I don't mean really to put it down to shape. Look, there's, there's a couple of things that go into it. Maybe I not am as just being big, yeah. harsh here. He's not, he's not as big, but playing the World Cup previously. But then you look at Boston. With Tatum, these guys coming through, that helped, that helped Boston yeah. significantly, yeah. having Kemba play with Tatum and Jalen Brown. yeah, no, So I'm... that's significantly helped them. But then again, there's, there's not that many Serbian dudes on the Denver roster apart from Jokic. So barring a physical hangover, there's not much else he's brought into this year. The other Serbian guys are doing all right in the league though. They are doing all right. The bo- yeah. the Bogdanovic's. The Serbs are holding it down. But anyway, we'll get on to where is our $100 going Let's this go on. week. And... Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Unfortunately, you found a way to get some wins this weekend for the first time this year. A nut? Three of them, for fact. All three of mine. came off. Three nuts in a weekend? Off. That's probably the most you've <laughs> had in a long time, of, isn't it? <laughs> oh,
0: jeez. Um,
1: they came off. All three of mine came off this week, and I'm well and truly back in the hunt. Now you're back in the hunt, but you're still trailing $444 to yours truly, 368 to Hooley.
0: Oh, three dollars short changed me two bucks there. Um, so here we go. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going you bigger. You bought coffee on the way through. I'm That's going shortchanged too much. I did. I did. Uh, they're four dollars. They're four fifty downstairs. It's a bit off. Though. Yeah. Falcon. Um, so Phoenix sixty dollar multi. Phoenix to beat New Zealand in New Zealand.
1: Adelaide Given. to beat the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And did you just walk in here and completely copy my multi? I saw you just. So write no, them I down. see what you've done here. You've you have copied my multi to save yourself. That's an insurance bet from you because no, you, you don't want me winning and getting ahead of you. I'm it. looking at your multi, and you only have two of them. So I've oh, got to, an to beat extra New Zealand. Zealand,
0: Adelaide to beat the Hawks, and Sydney to beat Brisbane. All three in that like
1: straight 100? 60 bucks, uh. and then
0: forty bucks on Cairns to beat Adelaide, in Cairns.
1: Yeah, it's a ball. what are they paying? Uh, they're, they're roundabouts. Yeah, one. yeah. So it'll be a good one.
0: $1.63. Oh, oh, Pete's tip. $1.63. Don't take your
1: eyes off me, Pete. Is that it? <laughs> oh, am I, am I... <laughs> <laughs> Reset that. We'll go up to the traders floor afterwards, see what we can do about that. I'm going a straight 100 on the multi Phoenix and Adelaide. But Phoenix to beat New bet. Zealand, Adelaide to beat the Hawks. Yeah, it's a good one. We'll straight 100. Oh, good bet, mate. We've we'll <laughs> got to we win with the straight 100 anyway. That's all we've got time for. Good luck with your Christmas shopping punters. Hopefully that you can be as generous to your family as New Zealand was to Dan Shamir. <laughs> oh wow! I, was, well, I thought you we were going to leave me on absolute donuts. We will sir. see you for a Christmas special. We will see you on a Christmas special next Tuesday, coming in naughty and nice list, a bit of Kris Kringle, all that sort of mm. stuff, and maybe even a game on Christmas Day. Enjoy the week, putters.